guess it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Kingdom, what a day in the SEC. By the way, stop right now and raise your hand if at some point today you quit on the Florida Gators or maybe turned it off. I see you out there. I saw your comments. I felt your pain. It was was scary and all that kind of stuff. But hey, when are you going to learn to have faith in your team? Listen, they played horrible. The officials stunk. They looked like they were bound to lose that game. And many of us, I won't mention any names, said, I'm done with this team. Franks did it to me again. The defense is broken down. The offense sucks. Mullen made a terrible call. Da 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 da. Same old song, another verse. Okay, I get that it gets dispiriting and you get a little down when things don't go your way. But come on, Gator Nation Kingdom. Look at you now. You're six and one. Week off, headed for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. With a chance against, oh yeah, they're losing to LSU 16 to nothing. It's all on the table. All things are possible. You gotta buy in. You gotta stop the whining, giving up and quitting on your team. I heard Charles Barkley say today, my team is struggling right now. They need, they need my help. And boy, do they ever. This is before they lost to Tennessee. Yes, that Tennessee that Florida pounded. So it's a long season. Things can happen. There are a lot of reasons why Florida pulled this one out today, despite some horrible officiating. I mean, I got to figure this one out. This whole thing with unsportsmanlike conduct looks like two harmless penalties that cost you your best linebacker. Voshan Joseph has to leave because the doofus officials, and I don't usually rip them, decided to call a foul on both sides when Derek Mason's the guy who was on the field taunting one of the Florida coaches? Come on, man. You're right. Dan Mullen said, I guess maybe Greg Sankey and Steve Shaw, instead of the officials, will have to answer that one. It was horrible. And so what happened? A young football team learned another lesson, learned how 
to go on the road and screw it up, get down by 18 points, and have the biggest comeback in Gator history. Another learning curve for the Florida Gators. It's good. It's all good. But you got to stop with being so emotional and giving up on your team. Shame, shame on you. You know who you are. Yes, you're right, David. Stay loyal to the kingdom. Remember what you said? We said that a long time ago, folks. A long time ago. Even when they don't necessarily. Uh, yeah, I know, Jimmy. They wore you out. I get it. They wear us all out. But you don't quit on your team. And even if they lose, you don't quit on your team. So here we go. When are we going to learn? When? We just keep making the same mistake. So let's see what happens from here on. Yeah, you're right, Ramon. Thank God Mullen is our coach. You're right. Uh, some of you checking in today for this little brief show. We're going to call Franz here in just a moment. Yeah, you're right, Crystal. Uh, Crystal says, and I have this word written down, a couple of my things here, resilience. A word I've been using all season long. Resilience. 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 They have learned how to fight back after getting their faces stomped in by hobnail boots. That's how bad it was. But they never lost their fight and their confidence that they could come back and win. And you did. So there you go. That's how it goes. Oh, these fickle fans. But uh, anyway, big win. Uh, we'll just take a few of your messages here. France will be on along in a second. Uh, get some of your contact, some of your stuff up there. Yeah, a lot of praise for Dan Mullen. Mullen made some bad calls today a couple of times. I could, still couldn't figure out why he didn't take that holding call. That was, and then they stopped him on third down, fourth and three, or third three. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Len, you're right. It is funny how sometimes uh, Franks looked bad, yet he finished with 65%, almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, uh, and there you go. So take it from there. I mean, the numbers speak. 600 total yards on offense. 600. Yeah, it was Vanderbilt. Okay, I get that. But, man, when they needed to have him. My buddy Mark Cummins, who's a big, big football fan, also my pastor, says, game day tomorrow at my church, wear your team jersey. I'll be there wearing my orange and blue. Got my blue on today, uh, and I may wear my orange tomorrow. We'll see. Mark Cummins, are you going to represent tomorrow? we got two weeks now. Two weeks, as we said, never mind pumping the brakes, okay? Never mind. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. Live it. You waited a long time for this. This is the time for you to enjoy the fruits of your labors and your worries. You've got some, I got a team now you can be proud of, and a team that has got you in a great position, bowl eligible, right? I mean, there was a time when bowl eligible, you thought, well, will they ever get bowl eligible? Well, they're already bowl eligible. They're six and one, and what is happening today all over the SEC? Upset City. It's happening, just like Franz Beard and I always said. You never know, Franz. Good afternoon to you, Iron Duke. Well, it's a good day to be a Gator, that's for darn sure. Mm -hmm. Not so sure it's going to be, you know, the way it's turning out. It's not going to be such a great afternoon for the Poodles. We can only hope for that. I know you hate that. I know it really, 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 really makes you upset when Georgia gets beaten. How about that? I mean, look, uh, you know, you, there's a fact. 
you it's hard to win consistently on the road in the SEC. Hello, Georgia. And we're finding that out. Now, Georgia is still not out of the game completely, but Jake Fromm now has got to prove, I see him scrambling, has got to prove he can carry a team. You talk about Felipe Franks. Can Jake Fromm lead his team? He's down 16. Felipe was down 18. Let's see who gets it done, right? Well, I, LSU has, you know, Dave Aranda has dialed up just the right number of blitzes. Uh, I don't think Jake Fromm or the Georgia offensive coordinator have a clue what's about to happen when they line up. At, they come to the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, they have constantly checked into the wrong play. And LSU's had the answers. Now, can they keep this up for mm-hmm. an entire second half? That's going to be the question. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fourth, but they forced another fourth down for Georgia. Uh, you know, really, really, really great game plan. And but best of all, I think the the LSU defensive uh, play calling has been just absolutely superb today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I got to hand it to LSU. They, they have, uh, they came out there with their A game, and it, it helps when you've got all those, all those Cajuns who've been drinking since Thursday, uh, and, and they've saved their voices. Uh, right now, I, I understand there was about fifty thousand people outside the stadium watching without tickets watching this ball game. France, give me one second. France, give me one second. They're telling us your volume is low. If you can get closer to the mic or turn it up, I can't do any more here. I have to, I got it as high as it'll go. So meanwhile, while you're doing that, I'll go over my game notes uh, for a second and, and talk about a couple of, of, of moments when uh, I wrote notes myself <clears throat> and you give it to the same for me. But finish your thought that you, you, you were talking about. Uh, you know, I, I, right now, I, I would say that, you know, LSU has the advantage also. Of all these people in the stadium, plus you know you you've got you probably have fifty thousand people outside the stadium. Kind of reminds me of two thousand seven, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. When there were so many people outside, for sure. That's right. <clears throat> it does. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you know this is uh, this is not an easy thing for a team, a young team, to do to hold itself together after looking so bad and co- and come back and actually. Put, put the winning uh, drive together, you know. Uh, this was uh, a very, very impressive uh, comeback by this young Gator team, which will stand them in good stead down the stretch. Another uh, point in the learning curve, which, uh, you know, certainly is going to be uh, important by the growth. I was very impressed with all this. I, I'll tell you what I was impressed with. I was impressed with the fact they had all these penalties at the half and – Looked like a team that had, you know, was shoot, you know, was content to shoot itself. Oh my goodness! The entire yeah. ball game, and I think Dan Mullen at the half got them calm and said, "Look, guys, you know, we we win this game if we just clean things up a bit and we just put the past in the past." Mm-hmm. They obviously came out in the second half without all the with you know they had put everything that had happened in the first half. Out of their minds, they just went out there and played football in the second half. And mm-hmm. I thought they did a much, much better job in the second half of just, you know, letting the zebras be the zebras. Because I got to tell you what, Ja'Kai Polite, you know, uh, I've never seen somebody held so many times as this guy. I mean, 
there was this one play there in the fourth quarter when the Vandy when the Vandy offensive tackle literally puts his arm around his neck neck and rides him down like like it's a uh, you know a bull you know a calf roping deal uh, you know on the rodeo and right you know a, an official like five steps away doesn't feel the need to throw a flag and that happened the whole ball game if the officials had dropped their handkerchiefs a few more times Vandy would have had about 15 holding calls in this ball game yeah yeah um uh, let's wait i don't you know me i know you like to get after the zebras sometimes i don't usually do that it's not my thing but uh, the fact that they're going to miss some and and the game was not being called even handling, as you saw Mullen complain about, we understand that. But the bottom line is is that when Derek Mason came on the field, ostensibly to check on the condition of his player, you know, and then starts mouthing off uh, at Todd Grantham, and they get into a shouting match, and Mullen has to be restrained. You know, those officials let that game get out of hand in a bad way. That's got to be some bad marks uh, back in Birmingham for those guys. I thought it was a horribly officiated game all the way around. And when you talk, I didn't even realize this until today, that if you have a personal foul, unsportsmanlike foul, and your team gets one, that means you have two and you get ejected. That's a horrible rule. Fulshine Joseph had nothing to do with that. You know, and he had, and that, that, that official who called that, just make it a no call. What good does it do to call the sportsman like on both sides except penalize somebody who shouldn't have got penalized? That is a horrible rule. Did you well, know that before? It, I didn't know it. Yeah, I did, and it, it's a terrible rule. And, and i got to tell you what, the, the replay booth had a horrible game too because if you watch that targeting call, that was all shoulder to shoulder. There was no helmet contact at all yeah. with that. Uh, James Houston got ejected for, on a play that, it was a phantom. It was a phantom call. I thought the offensive right? player was as much responsible for that as he was. Well, but see, this is the thing that I liked about what Florida did, buddy, was they let all these things that went on bad calls, whatever, like that bad calls, no calls, etc. And Dan Mullen at the half said, "Guys, you can't control what they do. You can only control what you do. Get out there, play Florida football." And they did, because that was a brilliant yeah. second half. And by the way, one of our listeners and callers, uh, John, says, good good point. So if they get a second team unsportsmanlike conduct, does everybody get ejected? No, but if you've had one, if <laughs> but you're they, a player. What if they get two? What if the team gets two? Well, if the team gets two, if the team gets two then it's the same situation. Anybody yeah. on the sideline yeah. that has had that has had yeah. an unsportsmanlike conduct. Right. It's, a, it's a terrible rule. And, and I'll tell you another terrible rule. And I understand why they wanted to do it, because they wanted fewer injuries on kickoffs. But this rule that you can call a fair catch at the three-yard line, and then you can, then you can uh, the ball, get the ball at the 25, that is an absolutely horrible rule. Yeah. It really, really is. Uh, that's got to be revisited. I understand the reason, but you know, uh, if you call a fair catch, you should get you know, the ball. Is, you should get the ball right where it is. Or if they want to save things on the kickoff, say 
if you call a fair catch inside the 25, it moves it 10 yards further. But yeah. this thing about about moving the ball to the 25-yard line is, is a terrible rule. Yeah, well, they got, got it right now. On. They'll never return another kick. Uh, let's talk about some of the highlights, uh, some some big plays. Scarlett's 48-yard. I was just thinking that Scarlett wasn't hitting the, cold, the hole fast enough, wasn't explosive enough, because when he goes in and P. Ryan goes out, you can tell the difference, but there he, he burst loose for a 48-yarder on that. How about the fake punt? That was terrific. Uh, great call. Tremendous call. Tremendous call. Tremendous call yeah. there. A la Urban. And, and I think that's one of these things where they told Tommy Townsend, if they do this, then you then run it. And if they don't, then right. you got to kick it. Mm-hmm. And, and so Townsend obviously was alert enough to understand what his assignment was, and he made the right call on it. And yeah. Certainly showed some showed some pretty good wheels there. I mean, that was an 18 yard gain, and and you know you look at it, that really was the backbreaker. I think yeah. for for Vegas. It was that mm-hmm. you you could see mm-hmm. a deflated football team when that happened. Uh, it, it really did. But, but I'll give you a couple good numbers here, buddy. Florida right. had Florida had almost 600 yards offense. Right. 84. 284 rushing, 292. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 292 rushing, 284 passing. Right. Biggest offensive output of the entire season. Biggest passing game the entire season. Wow. You know, uh, lost in the shuffle on all this. Florida had an extraordinary offensive ball game, in spite of the fact that they gave the ball away. Uh, three times. You know, can you imagine what might have happened if they hadn't done that? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I have my notes that the, the reverse to Tony, finally, he got a ball, got the ball in open space. And what he got was a wonderful call at the right time there. Um, and that, that was huge. Uh, and then the Swain play, the touchdown pass, and Swain leaping over the defender. Uh, Freddie Swain has become a big-time player. He really has, and he's been consistent. Although he bobbled a punt today, which I never thought I'd see. And without yeah, any he interference. He had that 36-yard punt return in the first he did. half. He did. No, he's, up, no, he did. He set up yeah. Florida's first touchdown. You don't have to preach to me about about him. I'm all in on Freddie Swain. I understand what you're saying. But uh, so so let's let's take it out with this thought. Florida today, a better team than it was yesterday? Absolutely. Because? Well, here's the th- here's, because this game was about what's between your ears. Mm-hmm. This game was about what's between your ears because they showed that they can overcome adversity. They showed that they can play a half probably of the first 30 minutes. They probably played, played 25 of their worst minutes of the entire season. And yet they, you know, it, against Kentucky, for example, when they had a bad first half, they stayed in the funk in the second half. This time, they had you could see that they had grown from that point. Against Kentucky, uh, it was all it, it really was a struggle in the second half because uh, you could tell that, that their heads just weren't in it. This time, they come out in the second half, and it's an opportunity to 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 grow from it, and they and you could see the phenomenal growth and the maturity. This is not a totally mature team yet, but it is a maturing team. And you could tell that they they have grown up a lot 
by the way they came out in the second half. And that's on both sides of the football. Uh, this was, a, and in special teams too. This was, a, this was a very, very, very impressive game because of the adversity they overcame. They overcame the zebras. They overcame their own mistakes. They overcame uh, so many different things. And then in the second half, they just mm-hmm. totally dominated the ball game. Well, our old buddy Justin um, Wells said, Mason talking trash was a dumb move, lit a fire under a UF team that sleptwalk, sleepwalk for the first half through a noon kickoff, and that's a good point. They were very fired up when they came when they went came back on the field after halftime. Well, you know, Derek Mason knows better, and, and I would have to say that Greg Sankey is going to uh, lighten his wallet a good, you know, a few thousand dollars here mm-hmm. because he he did not have to come over to that Florida sideline. His player is there, and he had to visibly walk on over to the Florida sideline because he intended to to have a few words to that sideline. And, uh, you know, he, I, I'll agree with Justin here. He he absolutely helped the cause by that. I don't know that it's the sole reason for it. I would imagine that there are a few guys out there that reached it, reached there to pat themselves on the butt and found found a, a cheek missing there in the <laughs> at, after the first half. Because yeah. I think Dan Mullen and Todd Grantham uh, chewed out some guys on there, but and, and, but and, and I think John Hebsey. This is another area where we're talking about maturing. Look at the mistakes that were made there in the first half. Look at how that offensive line came together in the second half and completely dominated the Vanderbilt offensive line to the point that they're getting guys, they're getting blockers to the second level, which helped them get those, turn those three yard runs into seven and eight yard runs and those eight, nine yard runs into into 11 and 12, etc. I'm going to talk really to my friend. Good game by that offensive line. Yeah, it was. I talked about And by the way, P. Ryan was terrific. It was terrific. And um, no, all the running backs played well today. I thought Charles Jordan Scarlett had a ding, was going to be out of the rest of the game, but he came back. Uh, <clears throat> I was going to say that uh, I want to talk to my friend uh, Mike McGinnis, who just retired as a as an SEC official, you know Mike, and he was a replay official and an on-field official for a number of years. And every year at the quarter, every week at the quarterback club, Ocala, we have an explanation about what, what the rules were what, and Mike is good about explaining it to us. I want to find out that that means now is Voshan Joseph going to miss the first half of the Georgia game? No, no, no. It's the next game. No, Voshan Joseph missed the second half of the ball game. Yeah. That's all you got to miss. But if it happens in the second half, do you do, do, is it does it carry over to the next week? No. If it happens in the second half, <clears> then 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 you then you will miss the the first half of the next ball game. Well, when did it happen? Did it happen in the first half? He missed the second half of the ball game. Okay. He'll be good to go the next ball game. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of explaining to do there. So, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> Here we go. We're going to have an off week. We'll fill it up for you next week, and France will be back on Monday night. We'll uh, we'll do a little studying over the weekend, look at some numbers, uh, see what uh, the room for improvement. Look, you you can say like somebody just posted. I think it was Lindsay. Georgia's secondary is getting exposed. This time of year, uh, you know, all of a sudden things change, uh, and you begin to see the team you thought was this way six weeks ago isn't the same team you thought you saw. 
they change. And the second half of the season is completely different. And one thing I will say, what Florida stands in good stead for is conditioning and no key crucial injuries. This sets them up for nice for a nice little six-game, seven, five-game runs, all they need now <clears throat> to finish off strong, maybe knock off Georgia, uh, and certainly get into a good bowl game. So uh, that's going to start paying dividends, I think. Uh, I think it, 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 I think the resiliency for Franks is key because uh, he's got to have a bad game uh, and be able to, to go go on with it. You know, you can't lose your cool about that. So, <clears throat> yeah. So um, I, I agree with CJ here, who says, "Let's go celebrate what it is right now." Uh, open date weekend, and uh, you, you want it, you got it. The good times are here. Uh, and stop complaining and just enjoy the fact that your team is reached out way beyond expectations. Well, here's another thing I think that people need to realize as well, and that is Georgia is paying a price for having played a very, very weak schedule up until now. They haven't been tested, and they're up against the first team that really has the ability to test them today and they get a failing grade there in the first half. Now, they may come out, tear it up in the second half, much in the way that Florida did in the second half against Vanderbilt. But this LSU team is a whole lot better football team than the one Florida had to overcome in the second half. I would be I would be surprised if Georgia dominates in the second half. They may win this game somehow, some way. But just the same, I think LSU is not going to be dominated They're certainly not intimidated by Georgia. And I think these are good signs for Florida because if LSU really really happens to win this ballgame, these Georgia guys have got to be thinking to themselves, wait a second, Florida beat these guys and and we we lost to them. You know, that's got to be bode well. You know, Steve Spurrier, gosh, that was – where is Steve Spurrier when you need him? Because Spurrier, in a situation like this, would have he would have stuck that needle in Georgia all week long. Well, you know they outcrook us every year. Don't know how they can't imagine how how they aren't national champs every year. And but they lost to LSU. Can you imagine that, buddy Martin? Can you imagine that? <laughs> oh yeah, he lo- he loved that. It's in his book, we talked about how uh, this Bread and Black magazine back in the early sixties. He wrote an article what great recruiting they did, Ray Goff did at Georgia, and how great they were going to be, and they're going to be the best team, you know. And then of course, uh, after he won, he said, "What happened to all those uh, great recruits Georgia signed?" You know, he loved to run the salt in those wounds. You know, where are those guys y'all said y'all got, you know. <clears throat> and uh, so yeah, that's always fun. Well, it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good season. Uh, it would have been, I wouldn't say a disaster, would have put a, a damper on what has been a really exciting, fun season, like I was saying to my friend the other day, uh, that, uh, you know, you 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 could enjoy it more when you don't expect it. When you don't expect yeah. it, and you and I had high hopes for this team early in the year, but they got dashed by the loss to Kentucky. What we didn't realize at the time was Kentucky was a better football team at that time. And remember, that's it. It's key. At that time, how good are they? I mean, I don't. I suspect this Florida team will get better, you know, and, no. uh, and, and uh, you, you hope, right? And if that's the case, uh, if you're going north and people start going south, see Georgia, well, then it's a whole new day, isn't it? Well, 
Here, here's something also to think about since we're coming into an open date. By the way, it's an open date in Tallahassee, and the Seminoles are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, <laughs> okay, you got to get that dig in there, didn't you, buddy? I did. But here, here, here is something, to, something as well to think about. If LSU wins this ball game and Florida beats Georgia in Jacksonville, Kentucky still has to come to Athens, and I don't think Kentucky can beat Georgia and Athens. So this could be this could be the SEC championship game, you know, East championship game coming up here uh, in, in two weeks. Uh, it really could uh, because you know, even though Kentucky has the advantage over Florida right now, as far as as they won the head-to-head. I think Kentucky will get its second SEC loss uh, against Georgia in Athens. They got a tough second half of their schedule. It's not easy. They got a yeah. couple losses they can look at there. And uh, they got one already, so they're going to get it. one more knocks them out. So, uh, yeah. So, well, anyway, um, all right, Francis, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Well, uh, you know, hats off to Dan Mullen. You know, we Every week we, we find something new to talk about, uh, about why he's the right guy. Why, how it is that, that Florida got the right guy. Now, France, hold well, it a second. You know you wanted Chip Kelly. Everybody wanted Chip Kelly. <laughs> it's a joke. Everybody, everybody Shall we trade him now? How about we, how about we trade Dan Muller for Chip Kelly right now? You think we have any takers? Well, <laughs> Chip's got a chance to do to do a reverse run of the table. And by the way, yeah. Scott Frost today snatched defeat from the jaws of his I first know. victory at Nebraska. How about that? That's amazing, isn't it? What happened? Yes, it is. How blessed has the Florida Gators been, baby? The Gator Nation Kingdom should be turning backflips right now. It is great to be a Florida Gator. What can I tell you? Well, it is, Francis. Be well, my friend. I'll talk to you Monday night, late night, dilly dilly. Let's go watch some football and see if LSU can uh, make things better by beating Georgia. I am pulling for J-E-A-U-X, B-U-R-R-E-A-U-X, to have the best game he's ever had as a football player. All right, Iron Duke. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Take care. Grant's Beard always making it interesting around here, as he usually does every twice a week. All right, so there you have a little uh, little post-game chat. We'll just wrap this right up. Hope your day was good. Uh, Let me just remind you. Look, I'm not chastising you, but we're so quick, uh, so quick to 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 turn on your team. You know, I mean, I mean, I saw the comments in the first quarter, and we had thought about going online and doing something in game, but when I started seeing the comments complaining about the calling and play calling and all this stuff, I said, I'm not even going to go there. I mean, have a little patience, okay? Uh, yeah, thanks for being honest, Bob. Appreciate that. A lot of people wanted, uh, Kelly, wanted Chip Kelly. I actually thought uh, he would have been hired. I never said he was 100% hired, but that was what, what we had heard and let us believe. So, And also, Jennifer's right. Uh, Scott Frost was, we all like Scott Frost as a possibility. And, you know, everything in life is timing, isn't it? It's just a little timing and the right time, right place. And Dan Mullen secretly said, and he wouldn't say this any other way to anybody publicly, but I, I have a good authority. He said, you know, this was meant to be. 
he, he feels like this whole thing was divine for him to come to Florida. Now, he won't say it that way publicly, but I can tell you for sure he feels like, I won't say anointed, but this is where he was supposed to be. And I think maybe Gator Nation Kingdom's feeling that way right now, don't you? Yeah, I'll say. This, uh, yeah, Crystal says it best. Have a little faith, you know. Uh, when your team's not doing well, don't kick them while they're down. You know, if, if, if something happens and a guy plays lousy three straight games, you can call him out, say he's terrible and I don't like him and whatever, and he played badly or whatever. That's okay. But the fact remains that you're going to have bumps in the road. Every team is going to have them. How much you stay together and the glue that the faith that holds you together makes your resolve different, and it makes a difference on the field. I'm telling you, it makes a difference. If you quit on your team, you know, and you start bellyaching, that's like poison. That's like poison. So, yeah, Tom says it right. Mullen was fate. Um, so it's it's all good there, and uh, it's been good today. Uh, you folks have been going to bed tonight with a hangover, saying, oh, no, why did they do this? They lost this game in Vanderbilt. They're terrible. How could they lose to Vanderbilt of all teams? The end of the world's coming, etc. Now, it's a new day, isn't it? It's a new day, and there have been lots of new days. And with that, we will say good night, Gator Nation Kingdom. Enjoy the victory.